It's Hotbox 36 and we're back in piano land for Hotbox 36 and keen listeners will know we have a backlog, a backlog from the file labelled M. We heard from many famous M's in the Hotbox 34, among them the legendary Thelonious Monk, one of today's leading musicians, Jason Moran, along with Jelly Roll Morton, Jay McShann, Mulgrew Miller and the splendid Harold Mayburn, plus the one no one had heard of, Mike Melillo. Well, this time around we tackle some really big names names and some big talents and maybe a couple that you're not so familiar with. How about this for a start from the former pupil of Mr Ellis Marsalis, father of all the Marsalises. Uh, We'll be hearing from him a little later too. Um, This one is David Morgan. Here he is on stage at the Blue Note in New York. Next tune I wrote uh, in the airplane based on a New Orleans groove which is Jason's specialty. This is called Sky High Strut. Thank you. 
Yeah, <clears throat> how nice was that? Sky High Strut, composed and played by David Morgan. Uh, the Jason he referred to in his little introduction was, of course, Jason Marsalis. Yes, one of those brothers. He's the drummer on the session. Plus the guest, special guest on guitar, was Peter Bernstein. The bass player was David Grossman. And the fine pianist, of course, was David Morgan. He was, incidentally, uh, the first graduate from the uh, University of New Orleans Jazz Studies program back in the 90s, I think.
Exit Music for a Film was the title of that one from the Brad Meldow Trio. That's from the album simply called Songs and it takes us right back to the time when Brad used to come to play in Ireland for the Trinity College Jazz Society with Jorge Rossi on the bass, uh, sorry, on the drums and Larry Grenadier on the bass. And that particular song was composed by Radiohead, as some of you will know. I must say, I can still experience the thrill I had hearing Brad play that first time in one of those Trinity College appearances way back when, before he'd become the big star that he is today. I hope I can squeeze in some more of him later. We'll see. How about a nice welcome from Mr. Jim McNeely.
The extravagantly talented Jim McNeely there opening his account in one of those famous recitals at the Maybeck Recital Hall in Berkeley in California. There will never be another you. Um, the year was 1992 and since then uh, Jim has gone on to many things. At the time he was in the Stan Getz Quartet. He was the regular pianist in that and then he joined Phil Woods in a similar position and then uh, across the Atlantic to be the director of the Danish radio big band and then he went back again to be director of the Vanguard Jazz Orchestra. In fact, he was awarded a Grammy with that ten years ago. You don't need me to tell you what a fabulous piano player he is. Reaching his 70th birthday next year, I think. But we'll stay with a European connection for our next uh, M-file, that of the Italian pianist Dado Moroni. He started very young. His first recording was made whilst he was still in his teens, but he was, for many years, a big, big part of the New York jazz scene, playing with just about everybody that you've ever heard of, before eventually he returned to Italy as professor of jazz at the Turin Music Conservatory. And he's still there, I believe. This is from an album of duets he recorded a couple of years ago with the uh, famous American trumpet player Tom Harrell.
Dado Moroni there playing with Tom Harrell. I hear a rhapsody was the song. Now, you don't go very far into the M files of piano players before you bump into Marion McPartland. She was uh, English by birth, from Slough, uh, but she married a US, the far, very fine US trumpet player, Jimmy McPartland, at the end of the Second World War. And then she settled in America, and it wasn't long before she became a fixture in the New York jazz scene, and then eventually US-wide, and was widely awarded throughout her life, including eventually in 2010, an OBE just three years before she died at the grand old age of 95. For many people, she was more than just a piano player because she hosted a very popular radio show which was called Piano Jazz on NPR radio stations from 1964 onwards, featuring her uh, talking and playing with guest players. Not all of them piano players, but many of them were, most of them were. Uh, she that, uh, that show lasted until 2011, although even after that there were plenty of repeats. So I thought we'd certainly take uh, a piece from Marion McPartland in the M-File. This is a recording she made quite late in life with Joe Morello on the drums and Rufus Reed on the bass. <laughs> Thank you. 
Prelude to a Kiss there, written of course by Duke Ellington, and that's from the album Marion McPartland Trio, live at the Shanghai Jazz, which is a club in Madison, New Jersey, it says here, uh, recorded in uh, April 2001. Well, moving along the M-file, we come to Dave McKenna, a pianist who described himself as a saloon bar player, but who was in reality a great deal more than that. I'll feature him in a duet recording that he made uh, with the Scottish-born baritone player Joe Temperley. For many years, the, the baritone chair uh, of the Jazz at Lincoln Centre Orchestra. And I think you'll be very familiar with the romping tune that they play. Thank you. 
That's their fade, not mine. Presumably they didn't know how to end it. <laughs> they, were, they were blasting along. Dave McKenna and uh, Joe Templey blasting through George Gershwin's extremely popular I Got Rhythm. And since we're kind of in a, an up-tempo and uh, swing-era frame of mind, and since I know we're going to have quite a dreamy sort of finale to this hot box, we'll take the promised piece that I mentioned from Ellis Marsalis, a man famous for his extraordinarily musical sons, Winton, Branford, Delfeo and Jason, as well as for the huge respect he has as a jazz educator. This is from his Duke Ellington homage album, and it's called The Mooch. Thank you. 
Ellis Marsalis there, solo with uh, Duke Ellington's The Mooch. Well, everyone has heard of Marsalis's name, of course, uh, but probably more so in the context of the sons and less so in the context of the father figure. He still presides over the jazz scene in New Orleans. Well, the next file we come to is Ronnie Matthews, an in-demand sideman from a very early age. Uh, think Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers, think Freddie Hubbard's band, think Johnny Griffin. And it was in Johnny Griffin's quartet that he forged a long-term relationship with the drummer Kenny Washington and the bass player Ray Drummond. And it was with them that he recorded this piece in Bologna in 1980 while they were on tour. This may be his most popular composition. It's called Song for Leslie.
Yeah, what a really fine trio that was, fronted by the pianist Ronnie Matthews, Kenny Washington, the quintessential piano trio drummer these days, and the imposing bass playing of Ray Drummond. Uh, The piece was called A Song for Leslie, uh, written by Ronnie Matthews, recorded in 1980. Ronnie died 10 years ago, the age of just 72, quite a youngster, really. Uh, We've only two files left in this edition of M Piano Players, although I have to say, of all the files that we've so far looked into, M has had to have the most omissions from the hotbox because it's so huge. Room, however, for the brother of guitarist Wes Montgomery, pianist Buddy. Maybe uh, overshadowed for his whole career, really, by the success of his brother Wes. And Buddy was a sideman, really, all his life, uh, with, I think, a single exception of the solo recording he made for a small audience of just 60 people packed into the Maybeck Recital Hall. So here he is, Buddy Montgomery, real name was Charles, incidentally, playing uh, a rarely recorded piece by Willard Robinson. It's called A Cottage for Sale.
Buddy Montgomery there in the Maybeck Recital Hall with um, A Cottage for Sale. Now, I've kept this piece for the end, and let me apologise now for not playing some more from Brad Meldow. We're out of time as usual. Uh, The finale is from the Paris-based Italian piano player Giovanni Mirabassi. It is so romantic, it may almost slide away from the category of jazz, but then, well, what is the category of jazz? I sure don't know. Uh, The piece is a Chilean protest song. It's called El Pueblo Unido, Jamás Será Vencido. The United People, or a United People, will never be conquered. And it dates uh, to the 1970s and the popular movement, which was eventually crushed by General Pinochet in 1973. It remained a romantic rallying cry for many in Chile during Pinochet's regime. Now, the pianist, I suspect, uses this as a kind of encore piece to calm his audience down at the end, and so we'll say that's what we're doing now. He recorded it twice anyway, and once as a solo, and this one with uh, Daniele Menciarelli on the bass and Louis Muta on the drums.
A very gentle kind of perfection, really. That was uh, Giovanni Mirabassi. He's very much claims to be uh, influenced by the great Enrico Piranunzi. Uh, some of you may recall Piranunzi being uh, in the Cork Jazz Festival some ten years ago, and certainly a few others will recall him being at the Wexford Piano Festival last year. But that was Giovanni Mirabassi, his so-called disciple. Uh, El Pueblo Unido was the title of the song. The band consisted of Daniele Mencarelli on the bass and Louis Mouton on the drums. And that is bringing down the lid on this, the 36th edition of the Hotbox. I hope you've enjoyed this time in the company of such exceptional piano players, all filed under the letter M. In about a month, it's the turn for the N crowd. But meanwhile, Hotbox 37 will be long in a couple of weeks here on the essential Irish jazz music website, jazzisland.ie, and of course on iTunes. For now, though, if you have been, thanks for listening.